Round one of the 2022 NFL Draft is in the books. Certainly a wild ride, a bevy of trades, veteran players moved. We're going to get through all the picks and analysis from round one. We're going to put those players into the, under the microscope in their new homes, and we're going to see just what's left for your Cleveland Browns to accomplish starting tonight in round two of the draft. All of this and more on your latest Locked On Browns. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, the show itself, at Lockdown Browns, follow back account, DMs are open, I appreciate all my LOB maniacs who make Lockdown Browns their first listen, day in, day out. Whatever podcast platform you use, make sure you're following, subscribe to the show, leave those five-star ratings and written reviews. Round one of the NFL draft is in the books. We are going to get through the selections. We are going to give the analysis. John Costco is going to join us a little bit. We are going to go through putting these players under the microscope in their new cities. And we are going to talk about with John what exactly is left here for the Cleveland Browns as the Browns are scheduled to be on the clock with the 12th pick of the evening, pick 44 overall in round two, Andrew Berry and company with the opportunity to finally get to work. First round, it was wild. There's just no other way around it. Um, you know, with Trayvon Walker going number one overall, this had been a move that had been anticipated over the, about the last 48 hours. The Jaguars go for potential over substance in Aiden Hutchinson. Um, leaving Aiden Hutchinson to go to the Lions, we had talked about the scenario in the mock that I did. This was actually a scenario now for Aiden Hutchinson where he's able to stay closer to home. Maybe he can help the Detroit Lions you know, build up the fan base a little bit here. I talked about it. This is a team that played promising in 2021. They just didn't have enough. So you get a player like Aiden Hutchinson, automatic. You're an edge one for the Detroit Lions. Smart, sound player. I love the trade the Lions made to get back up, to get Jamison Williams. The Lions basically were in an opportunity here where they bagged what a lot of people viewed as the top player in the draft in Aiden Hutchinson, and then the top skill player that many thought in Jamison Williams. So a good, good night for the Detroit Lions. Um, you go to the New York Jets. I, I can't even say enough for what the Jets did. I loved Ahmad Gardner. Thought he was probably the top cornerback in this class. Garrett Wilson, however you wanted to tier these wide receivers, Garrett Wilson was in tier one. Jermaine Johnson, a player that they had been rumored to be enamored with. Um, the one holdup I had as far as maybe if Jermaine Johnson was going four or if he was going 10, we're talking about a player who was going to be 24 years old this fall. So the Jets, a player they loved, um, maybe didn't want to have commit that high to a player. The t- opportunity rolls around. You'd be able to sneak back in late in the first round. Jermaine Johnson dropping a little bit, most likely due to age, maybe because it was only one year of real year of production down in Tallahassee. Jets jump back in. So the Jets are able to get a first round haul of Sauce Gardner, of Garrett Wilson. And of course, 
uh, Jermaine Johnson. An excellent night for the New York Jets on the Cleveland Browns schedule this year. The Giants. I had talked about this. I wasn't sure if the Giants would be a team that would be okay with a player like Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau obviously talks about a lot of his interests outside, off of the field. The Giants go ahead and make that pick in Kayvon Thibodeau. Also, come back two picks later, take Evan Neal. Great night for the New York Giants as well. You get a premier player on the edge. You get a guy that you think is going to be a premier blocker on the edge. Nice work by the New York Giants. Drake London, first wide receiver off the board to the Atlanta Falcons. Drake London obviously was a really, really difficult guy to place within the 2022 NFL draft. Most of that was due to that we never got the testing numbers. Um, people who loved Drake London were adamant. You heard Brent Sobleski on the show many times talking about Drake London. The comps of Mike Evans. That's a real serious comparison right there of playing style. Mike Evans is as good as it comes. Falcons think they have that guy in Drake London to pair with Kyle Pitts question for the Falcons going further is who's going to be the eventual quarterback for that team. Only one quarterback went, and we're going to get to that here. Seattle charged across at nine, picking up a solid offensive tackle here. Um, Eagles trade up to get Jordan Davis. Freak. Big man that just moves like no other. Eagles also with another great move, trading a pick, getting A.J. Brown into the fold in Philadelphia. So the Philly, who once held three first-round picks, only makes the selection to Jordan Davis, um, is able to get another pick going towards next year, and also brings A.J. Brown into the fold. Houston Texans take Derek Stinley as the first cornerback off the board at number three overall. Come back after a trade down, vamp off the inside of their interior in Kenyon Green. Nice work for the Houston Texans, slowly transitioning from the post-Deshaun Watson life. Um, the Washington Commanders, scheduled to make their first pick at 11. Go ahead and make their pick at 16, Jahan Dotson, a player I really, really liked. Thought it was a real possibility. Jahan Dotson was a player that could be available at 44. Obviously, Washington felt much differently. Go out, get him in. You pair him with McLaren. Try to do everything you can to hopefully get the best successful version out of Carson Wentz. Chargers, Zion Johnson, that is a pick that we had figured. You wanted to do everything you could to keep the franchise upright. The Saints, Chris Olave. Everybody knows I love Chris Olave in this class. I thought Chris Olave... If it wasn't for Jameis Williamson's knee injury, Jameson would have been my number one wide receiver. I love Chris Olave. I think there is not a there wasn't a more pro ready wide receiver than Chris Olave. Trevor Penning come back at the offensive tackle position. Obviously, they moved on from Tariq Armstead. Had to get somebody in there in that spot. The Green Bay Packers, Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt. You got to explain it to me. Green Bay, you got to explain to me what exactly you were thinking here. You lose Devontae Adams. There is, you know, I understand most of the wide receiver run was done at that point, but Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt are not making up for Devontae Adams. Uh, New England Patriots, Cole Strange, Bill Belichick, always the smartest man in the room. This one I'm going to need some time on. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, I think there were players better in this position, but the Patriots go and take uh, Cole Strange. George Karloftis, a player obviously we talked about a ton, ends up going 30th overall to the Kansas City Chiefs. So that slide was kind of legitimate. Our AFC North foes, the Baltimore Ravens, <coughs> trading away Hollywood Brown. That's an interesting one within itself. Apparently Hollywood Brown wanted out. <coughs> I'm not really sure what's going on between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, but I'm sure Lamar Jackson is not a happy, happy camper. 
Ravens, we worried about what they were going to do. Kyle Hamilton, safety falls in their lap at 14. The range is there. The ability to create turnovers is there. He plays well around the line of scrimmage. Solid move for them there. They get back into the first round. A little bit later, the Ravens do select center Tyler Lindenbaum out of Iowa. Lindenbaum, top dog in show as far as the center position. Question was going to be, was it maybe Cincinnati? Baltimore jumps in at 25. They get Tyler Lindenbaum, who we're going to see and get to know a lot of here. Browns fans, first and only quarterback off the board, number 20 overall. The Steelers actually ended up in an enviable position for a team that wanted a quarterback. Didn't have to trade up. Had their option to pick whoever they felt was the top quarterback. A lot of us thought it was going to be Malik Willis. They go with the more proven commodity in a player like Kenny Pickett. Obviously familiar with the area, the area, familiar with the stadium and all his years playing for the Pitt Panthers, the new signal caller for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Cincinnati Bengals at pick 31. A lot of people were wondering, could it have been offensive line? Uh, what's going to be a defensive playmaker? Um, they end up going with Daxton Hill, safety out of Michigan. Daxton Hill is a great, great player, a player I mocked to the New England Patriots due to his versatility, can play in the slot, can play on the roof, good in run support. Daxton Hill is a really, really solid player. Is Jesse Bates maybe not going to sign long-term in Cincinnati? I'm not sure. But either way, if he does, they're set. Either way, they have a replacement in a guy like Daxton Hill. So a really, really solid night for them as well. Um, Some other picks that maybe kind of stand out. Jacksonville going Devin Lloyd along with uh, Walker, Trayvon Walker, number one overall, a proven guy, you know, normally, you know, older player. Um, Not a lot of teams would have had, you know, this option or would have wanted this option. But for the Jaguars, Devin Lloyd comes in. Keep in mind, Miles Jack isn't there anymore. They signed Joe Schobert and traded him after one year. They needed a veteran in that linebacker position, and they certainly got a guy who's capable of doing it in Devin Lloyd. Uh, Cowboys selection of Tyler Smith, offensive lineman, help was needed there. The Bills, Kyra Elam, you know, Zadarius White coming off the ACL injury. Um, this allows him to, you know, work his way back in slowly. Um, the Bills certainly don't want to lose any momentum from where they were uh, with all the success they had last year and figure to be, you know, one of the top dogs in the AFC again this year. So Buffalo does that. No running backs taken, only one cornerback taken. We're going to get down, put some of these players under the microscope. We're going to talk about what is left on the draft board for Andrew Berry as they get to business tonight. All that and more. Stick around on your latest Locked on Browns. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays is insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened. Give them a try. And if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, to get 50% off two or more pairs of Polaroid's polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Uh, John Costco, I told you folks, was going to join us. John is now in here with us. We're going to sit down here, get John's thoughts here on how round one went. John, first things first, you know, which I tried to tell listeners yesterday that this was going to be a really good watch. A lot of times the NFL draft maybe necessarily isn't. If you're a true fan, you love it regardless. But when there's 
three quarterbacks that are going to go in the top 10, four quarterbacks that are going to go in the top 10. You kind of get a feeling ahead of time how that's all going to work out. That wasn't the case last night. And I think, you know, Derek Stinley was maybe, but even though we had heard some rumblings, you know, that that was the way Houston was looking to go. But then you got to that first jet selection and it was just, I mean, it was just kind of off the rails. A lot of trades, again, more wide, more veteran wide receivers moves. Um, but all in all, just for the pure aspect of it and the fact that they got it done in about less than three hours and 30 minutes, it was just a fun, fun watch, John. Really exciting. Yeah, it was it was the wildest NFL draft that I can remember for sure because you don't have any of the the surefire quarterbacks and then every every pick it seemed like after the first pick you had no idea what specifically was going to happen there were rumors of you know what Detroit was going to do there were rumors of what Houston were gonna, was going to do but and they they kind of went chalk which is interesting the, for the first 10 picks and then everything went started going crazy with the trades uh, you had you had three straight wide receivers get traded up for, um, and it was a it was a fun night. You had some surprises as you went further into the into the night, and they all ripped them off pretty quickly too. Is like you said, it was a really quick draft, um, and it didn't it it was just it was just wild and crazy. So it was it was a fun it was a fun night to watch, and you know as Browns fans, uh, we sat back and just kind of watched it all happen, and everybody praising teams for all these picks that they're making and, you know, Browns fans know too, all too well how this, that, that doesn't matter if, how, if you win draft night. Yeah. And, and for the Browns, we're going to get to them here. I think for the most part, I think this went pretty well for them. I mean, most of, you know, what is off the board at this point was expected. Maybe Jahan Dotson going 16 to Washington was something that was, you know, a little earlier than most people had thought. Maybe a player that some Browns fans, you know, we're excited about, but we're going to get to all that. John, I want to start here with Detroit. Um, you get Jacksonville to basically go, basically potential overproven, which gives the Lions at number two in all, overall the opportunity to get a player like Aiden Hutchinson, well regarded in this, uh, this, this draft process as probably the best prospect. Not only do you get that opportunity to fall into your lap. Look, Detroit – Last year, they were scrappy. They were tough. They played hard. Certainly did not have enough talent. So you get Aiden Hutchinson. You get uber aggressive. And you go up and you get a way to get Jamison Williams in here. Look, Detroit not expected to compete in 2022. So it doesn't necessarily matter if Jamison Williams is ready to go week one. Um, Even if it's a month, if it's five weeks, six weeks, whatever it's going to be. But you get a player here, Jamison Williams. So you are basically had the opportunity here where you maybe got – people in Aiden Hutchinson, someone who was viewed as the best player in this draft. And you get who a lot of people felt was the best skill player in this draft and Jamison Williams. That's a nice evening for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, absolutely. And and there was rumors that like, you know, Detroit liked Malik Willis too. So you talk about potentially Willis falling now into the second round. If they get him in the second round, uh, they've got their, you know, potential quarterback for the future, along with two cornerstone pieces in, in Aiden Hutchinson and, Jamison Williams. Williams, you know, I've, I've talked about how much I love him. Um, the dude can run routes, arguably the best routes in, in this draft class, and he's got the speed to, 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 you know, obviously back that up. And he has game-changing talent speed. That's where he's at with his his ability to stretch the field, and then he can he can take short slants and take those to the house as well. So this is – Detroit, I thought, had a slam dunk, you know, draft last night. And it, their trade up from 32 to 12 wasn't even a huge like give up. They didn't. They only 
they swapped second round picks and gave up a, a third round pick to be able to do that. And a lot of times when you see moves up into to that magnitude, you're giving up multiple first, excuse me, multiple first round picks. And they didn't have to do that. They they basically gave up a third round pick and moved back a little bit in the in the second round. So uh, they you know they are able to maintain on to a lot of their draft capital and they get, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in this class. For me, the thing that stood out from that is like, like Minnesota, what are you running from? Um, you know, like it, I, I couldn't understand exactly what you know. Minnesota was like, ah, 12, 32, whatever. It's all the same. I certainly thought there were names in between that certainly could have done some, you uh, know, certainly done some good for the Minnesota Vikings. We'll see how the rest of their draft class pays out as Quessy obviously over there yeah. managing his first uh, NFL. Go ahead. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they got a, a stud and they went and grabbed uh, Lewis Seen with that last pick in the, in the first round. So uh, I think they got a slam dunk player there. I thought he's the best safety in this class over uh, Kyle Hamilton. So at least they, they, for them, they got a, they got a stud at that pick. Yep, but we'll see how they manage the rest of it. Um, now, John, a couple of teams um, as far as the work they've done that maybe stood out to you. Uh, I mean, the Patriots one was weird, right? Like, yeah, strange <laughs> pun, no pun intended. Right? Which means, but, which means, strange will be an absolute dominant interior player for five years, and then they'll move him. I'm sorry, they'll move him right before year five. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So they'll they'll get a third round comp for him in five years. But they, what's for them? Like he was, I don't know, late day three on most people's boards. Um, and you know, obviously the NFL might, might see differently or whatever. And the guy, you know, has a feistiness to him and, and whatnot, but it was a really, it was just an, it was an oddball pick for sure. And I don't, I don't mean to try to do the, the, the pun thing there, but it just was. And, um, it was the, you know, the biggest head scratcher of the night. Um, you know, I, everybody knew that Trayvon Walker was going to go number one. Um, but he, he still, does, no, I don't think many people actually had him as a, you know, the top player in this in this draft class. I, he clearly has the the combine at elite level athleticism, but there's a, when it comes to, I don't know, in my opinion, when he comes to like that first pick, you want a guy that, at least you can know what type of floor you're getting. Like you're going to get an impact player, whereas like, a, a, a Trayvon Walker who had no almost no production in college you're really banking on a lot of upside and some improvement at the next level um, against a much better competition. So there's, there's a, there's a huge bus risk factor here when like an Aiden Hutchinson or even the Kayvon uh, Thibodeau could, would have been uh, stronger picks in my opinion. So it, it, yeah, I know he was like the, everybody knew he was going to be taking him and it was like slated for weeks that it was going to happen. But I still thought that, um, you know, it's, I thought it was a bad process by them. Um, yeah, I agree there. John, the Green Bay Packers, um, you know, looking at the work that was done, um, look, are you replacing a Devontae Adams with by taking a first-round wide receiver? Most likely you are not. But to go the route they did, you go Quay Walker, uh, you go Devontae Wyatt. I mean – for as much as Aaron Rodgers just recommitted, apparently, yada, 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 with the Packers, all the money involved, did you really do your offense the best favor here? I mean, you know, you were not going to replace Devontae Adams, but you, you really, and you look at your second round, maybe, maybe you can do some, but did they, 
is, is, are they a better team after last night? This is a gaping hole that they lost at the wide receiver position. And you would have thought the way the wide receiver run was going, it would have been time to be aggressive and go north and make sure you get one of these guys. They don't. And now here it is. You got a linebacker. You got a defensive tackle. Your defense wasn't really that bad to begin with, but you still have this gaping hole at wide receiver one. Yeah. So, I mean, they obviously got better on defense. I, and I think Quay Walker is going to be a, a really good linebacker. Um, you know, could be a really good linebacker for him. He's like a, uh, a Devontae Campbell type type player who was a stud for him last year. And then Devontae Wyatt, I thought was the best interior defender uh, in this draft class. So at least from a, you know, from a defensive standpoint, they, they got better, but yeah, their, their uh, starting receivers are Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard and, and Randall Cobb right now, which is clearly not good enough. I know, you, you know, they, those guys have talent, but you know, losing a Devonte Adams type guy, it's, that's detrimental to your team. So you need to be able to try to replace them or at least start bloating up in that, that room. Um, there's still some good receivers out there in day two that they can get if like an Alex, Alex Pierce falls, Christian Watson's still out there. Um, even Sky Moore is still out there. But I would assume these guys are going to go in the top half of the second round. So, yeah, they, they didn't do Rodgers any favors in, in this first round again. And, you know, I, he's uh, – there's, there's also some good free agents still, still out there with Will Fuller and Jarvis Landry still out there. So they got options, but, yeah, they – I mean, when it came to the time when they had to draft – six wide receivers had already been taken and you don't want to reach for wide receivers. If you're like, we have, we have, you know, second and third round grades on these guys and they're, they're way down on our board. We're not, you can't just go ahead and take the next guy just because it's a need. And that when you start doing that, it does weaken your team because you're, you're passing up, you know, superior players for the, the immediate need of us, you know, because you've created a hole in your team uh it's not good to, to it's not good process to do that naturally you want to see them to make you know they had two first round picks they should have probably made a move up into the uh early teens to get one of those wide receivers but they didn't and then at that point i don't think you should reach so yeah it's good process not to reach for a guy but it's also hey you you have you still have a gaping hole at this position um, and if anyone's curious, I'm sure you want to probably watch the Pat McAfee show here for the next day or two to see if there is the possibility of Aaron Rodgers making an appearance and maybe giving his thoughts here on um, so far on the 2022 Green Bay Packers draft class. We're going to get to uh, what's left on the board here as we're going to go into day two of the 2022 NFL draft rounds two and three on Friday night time for Andrew Berry and company to roll up the sleeves and get to work. Stick around. All that more coming on your latest Locked On Browns. Built Bars! Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags. It's your kids or in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you're fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars they are healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. When built, with Built Bar, you can have both. And it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Have you tried the Built Puffs yet? We are going crazy for the Puffs. They come in crazy favors like banana cream pie and even 
uh, churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And there's only 140 calories, so sign me the hell up. It's not enough flavor. If it's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to try the mixed box. The mixed box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. Built Bar makes sure that there is something for everyone. Know what my favorite is? Well, it's still always been uh, the, the mint Oreo. Kind of get that Girl Scout cookie taste to it. Most of the bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to Built.com to get all your favorites. Banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They are all delicious and new flavors coming out all the time. Check them out at Built.com. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. John, as the Browns get ready to go to work this evening, obviously, I think this went pretty well for them. Um, you still obviously have the quarterbacks here with only one going in the first round and Kenny Pickett. So obviously an avenue the Browns are not going to look you know, to go to. Uh, so hopefully some of those names can come off the board before the Browns select here at 44. But what's looking really appealing left on the board, John, for the Browns here starting this evening in round two? Yeah, I mean, you know, per our PFF big board, we still have eight players that we have a, a top 32 grade on that's still available on a board. Um, and there's still, you know, there's still a lot of quality guys. So, like, you know, edge edge defenders, you're still talking about uh, Arnold Abichetti, who's still out there. Uh, if you wanted to go wide receivers, Sky Moore, George Pickens, uh, Christian Watson, Alec Pierce, they're still all on the board. Uh, Nick Benito at, at, at the edge position. So you've got quality players that you can you can take here. And also there's some players on the board that you, Browns wouldn't be targeting, like, a, you know, the quarterbacks. and um, I think for for them, they have they have the option of of letting the board fall to them still, and well, it'll be interesting to see what Andrew Barry does because obviously when you when you made the trade for Deshaun Watson, you gave up a ton of draft capital this year and the next two years, you know, total, and you want to maybe recoup some of that. So, a potent, you know, with having three picks already in, on day two, perhaps a a, tr- a trade down to accumulate a future pick. Uh, to help with that and and to continue to build that back up, but you know there's there's really quality players on the board if you wanted to even if you wanted to, to again go cornerback or you have Travis Jones at defensive tackle, Logan Hall at defensive tackle as well. So they have a lot of options here as the board sits right now um, because they have you know obviously positions of need for them are the wide receiver, um, uh, defensive tackle and and the defensive end and and they're all quality players still left on the board so they have they're going to have a lot of good options uh to available to them and you know who knows how they have the board falling to them like uh if if they wanted to look for the a replacement for uh jack conklin after this year or if jack conklin can't get back to his full strength there's a bernard raymond out there uh from central michigan at the he's a, he was a stud he is our 18th ranked player on the pff big board so I mean, you could go a lot of different ways for what what the Browns want to do there, and uh, there's there's good players. Uh, certainly, an enviable position. Again, for me, one of the few, basically one of the few players I, I didn't think would be 
gone this early, Jahan Dotson. Um, you know, and look, you know, obviously, if we really like the player, um, it's not that crazy that he ended up going higher. Um, and you know, for Washington, get trying to get anything they can to hopefully maybe get the best success possible out of Carson Wentz. We'll see how it plays out for them. Um, John, one of the major things Browns wise, and of course with the movement of Baker Mayfield was what was Carolina going to do? Carolina does not have a lot of draft assets. They had pick six. They're not on the clock again until pick 137 as of this point. A lot of it was going to be if they go quarterback, obviously that shuts yet another door for the Browns to move on from Baker Mayfield. They go offensive tackle and certainly get a good one at six overall. No picks left until pick 137. This is a team that still needs a ton of help under head coach Matt Rule. Is that maybe the landing spot? Seattle's still got some opportunities here, maybe in round two, where they can address the quarterback position. Does it look more and more like Carolina might be the ultimate destination for where Baker Mayfield goes to? Um, if, if Carolina, I thought, should have traded out of that number six spot because of exactly what you said. They don't pick again until 137 or whatever it is in the fourth round. Like that's just, they, they have a lot of holes in that team that they need to, to patch up. And they don't, they don't have anything to be able to do that. They obviously got their offense tackle that they want, but they now have to just sit there and wait unless, you know, ba- Browns aren't going to give them Baker and a pick or something like that this year. So it's a, it's a possibility for that, and Browns would, you know, obviously if they trade them, they'd be getting some future uh, draft capital for that, which is obviously good for the Browns. Um, and then you got the, the Seahawks, who are, could be a potential landing spot as well, and they, they have picks in, th- in this year and, and next year's and, uh, because they, they traded away uh, Russell Wilson. So there's, you know, obviously neither of those teams picking a, um, a quarterback spells, you know, good good things for the Browns in terms of their – potential for trading Baker Mayfield and I would expect him to kind of get traded today um and Carolina makes sense in a lot of ways for you know giving up a future you know future pick because hey it's like the Panthers need a quarterback to win them games this year otherwise you know Matt Rule is looking at you know uh, finding a new job come next offseason so I think you know, you want to win games and look to show, hey, we, we improved this year. Baker Mayfield can do that. A healthy Baker Mayfield with the weapons that they had in Carolina can win you games and he can get you into the, the into playoff contention um, because he is I – mean, it's not like he's a bad quarterback. I think everybody thinks that he's like a bottom five quarterback in the NFL, and he's he isn't that. He's, he's more of the average quarterback, which can win you – get you into the playoff contention, which is, you know, kind of like, you know, QB purgatory where you're maybe a, a fringe 500 court, a team, but at least from a Carolina standpoint, it's like, Hey, here's our improvement. You know, we won four games this year. Now we won eight or nine games next year. That's a, you know, we doubled our win total. So you can, they can play it off that way and, and buy yourself another year. Yeah, for me, it just looks like maybe that. I mean, it's just the most favorable posi- uh, position for everybody involved. Um, you know, there is some skill in Carolina. Obviously, you know, they would need an upgrade at a quarterback. And I know there's some people out there. Are we sure that Baker Mayfield's better than Sam Darnold? Yes. 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 We are sure that Baker Mayfield is better than Sam Darnold. Just stop with that nonsense. Um, you, you know, and the other thing is in the Browns world, Yes, 2021 was rough for Baker Mayfield. We all understand that. But these other teams looking to acquire Baker Mayfield are not just looking at 2021. 
And even what they are looking at in 2021, they are probably taking into consideration the injury that he played with. They are looking at 20. They are looking at 2018. They are looking at this is a guy that can get people excited, can get a fan base excited. And you look at Carolina, that is certainly a jump start that is needed there. And specifically for Matt Rule, look, I mean, I don't care how long the contract is that they gave him. Um, they've given him time. If this team does not show signs this year, Matt Rule's back to prowling sidelines in college football. Maybe it's the best place for him. Who knows? Um, but that's not certainly the way he wants it to play out. So I would think Baker Mayfield to Carolina seems logical. It seems like it might work. Carolina gets an advantage of they're not going to have to pay him a ton. They're certainly not going to have to give up a ton to get him as the Browns are forced to the position where basically they just have to move on uh, from Baker Mayfield at this point. So we'll see all the way that plays out. John, just give me one team. Who was your favorite haul from round one last night? I think it's, to me, we talked about the Lions and then also the Jets. So I talked about the Lions already, but so I'll talk about the Jets. You're getting Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, and Jermaine Johnson. And Jermaine Johnson was a guy that, you know, a lot of people thought he would be a potential top 10 guy. They were mocking Jermaine Johnson to the Jets at four in a lot of in a lot of mocks. So I think with um, them, they they added three really good players. Uh, Garrett Wilson, in my opinion, was the second best wide receiver in this in this draft class after Jameson Williams. And then uh, Sauce Gardner, with for me, was the best cornerback uh, because I think you, you look at what you want from the corner cornerback position. You want consistency there. And you know what you're going to get out of Sauce Gardner. Derek Stingley might be the, the most talented guy in this class, but I don't know if I'm going to get, you know, his freshman year, Derek Stingley, or if I'm going to get his sophomore and junior year's Derek Stingley, where he was in often often injured and and inconsistent with his play. So I think I think for the, the Jets, they they had a slam dunk draft in 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 last night, and you know you gave you gave a. They didn't give they didn't give up a haul to get Debo Samuel, which was offered to them. They they stand you know, stand pat and and grabbed a really quality player and and Garrett Wilson, who runs extremely good routes and is excellent after the catch. Um, has really good body control, so he's the complete package there at the wide receiver position. And they got the best cornerback, so you can't really complain. And they're going to be able to get after the passer with Jermaine Johnson, even though he is on the older side. He's still a really good player there, so. Um, you're talking about you want to talk about like college production. He actually had really good college production, other rather than uh, what Trayvon Walker did. So I, I like what the Jets did, and I like what the the Lions did. And there's there's a lot of good team teams that I think did good things. The Ravens, um, you know, unfortunately for the Browns, I think had a really quality strong draft, even though they gave up uh, uh, Hollywood Brown. Um, they they had two players that they grabbed, and, and Tyler Linderbaum and. Oh boy, who's the other guy they took? I know they took somebody else. Kyle Ham uh, Hamilton. Kyle, Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, the, you know, Kyle Hamilton may have been uh, overrated, I think, early on in the process, but I think where he landed is a kind of appropriately rated, and you know, that's that's just your classic Baltimore Ravens. Let the board fall to them as they as it does, and they get two really stud type players. So. Folks, there you have it. Round one in the books. We got to the picks. We got to do some analysis here with John Costco. We certainly got to what's left on the board for Andrew Berry and the Cleveland Browns getting started tonight. Round two, day two of the NFL draft. Rounds two and three tonight. Um, we also talked about you know the likelihood 
of Baker Mayfield going and most likely maybe where Baker Mayfield is going. He is John Costco. Uh, make sure you're checking everything out through PFF. Obviously, a ton of coverage and analysis coming this week. Make sure you're following at John Costco 3. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are always open um, to all my LOB regulars. I appreciate everybody for making us Locked On Browns your first listen day in, day out. Um, Whatever podcast platform you use, make sure you're following, subscribe to the show, leave those five-star ratings, leave those written reviews, please, and thank you. We will be back with more today. We will be back later tonight with your day two analysis. With that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.